Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. Welcome back to Looking Above. I'm so glad that you have joined us today. I hope that you are listening to these podcasts and talking to your friends and that already you're starting to see the benefits of just growing deeper in relationship and enjoying friendship more and trying to kind of recultivate maybe some of those friendships that have fallen by the wayside over the past couple of years. And today we're going to be talking about one of the reasons that I think is probably the biggest contributor to the breakdown in face-to-face friendship. And that is the impact of social media on friendship. And so I have invited my dear friend, Sawyer Poitra, to discuss this with me today. Um, So Sawyer, thank you for being here. Thank you, I'm excited. Yeah, and I know that you love social media. I do. I do. <laughs> we were just talking about how really social media has been how you grew up. You're a little bit younger than I am. For sure. Like, it's always been there. Uh, you know, all the way back to, like, AOL, MSN Messenger, and then MySpace. Who remembers MySpace? Like, that was the jam. Um, and then, of course, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I will say Instagram's probably my favorite. Like, that's yeah. that's, yeah. that's the sweet spot right now. It seems to be the kindest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty and nice. That's, that's and, what I like about yeah. it, too. But uh, we can maybe get into some of its downfalls in a minute. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know you do a lot of work on social media as well. I do. I um, I am a nurse and a director of a local nonprofit, the Women's Resource Center, but I also work part-time on social media management with um, marketing. And so I just want this to be said. I love social media. Like, uh, all of this that's going to be said, know that it's coming from someone who is on social media. I love social media. I work on social media. Mm -hmm. But it does have its downfalls. Yeah. Yeah. So as much trash talking as we may do. Yeah. Deep down, (laughs) I do love it. There is still an affinity underlying all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I was a very reluctant um social media I don't participate participate yeah. <laughs> it I you have watched this evolution in my life so I um I remember the first time a good friend of mine way back way back early days of Facebook got onto Facebook mm. and um she texted me that day and she's like I did it I signed up for a Facebook <laughs> account and um she, this is the way she described it. She said, it was literally like, and I quote, the hand of Satan reached out of that screen, grabbed me by the neck, and pulled me in. Oh, my goodness. In on her first day on Facebook, she just got lost in this world of right, social media. A whole different world. Yeah, she's like, it just, like, sucked me mm-hmm. in, and I was in there for way longer than I should have been. And that description... 
has always been in the back of your head. <laughs> right. <laughs> Made me so oh. fearful, I want to say, of social media because I thought I am a person who is easily distracted. Right. I am, right. you know. And um, parenting has always been something that I'm very passionate about. And, of course, back in those days, I had much younger mm. children. And it was even, like, coming into the – when I was starting to consider homeschooling them, and I thought, if I do this – right. I'm going to be a lost parent. I'm not going to parent well because it will That'll suck me focus. in. Yeah. Like, if that's what she said, I was like, that will be That'll me. Be me. Yeah. I, I know it. Yeah. And I was so fearful that I just stayed off of social media entirely yeah. for the longest, longest time. And then when I finally, like, dipped my toe in, I started with Twitter because it felt safe for whatever reason. <laughs> well, you can only say so much, right? right? <laughs> so it's limited. And then eventually here, you know, because of my job, then yeah. my boss here is saying, you know, you need to be on social you media because there's so much ministry that can be done there. Sure. And so then that's kind of, you know, okay, I'll, right. I'll try Facebook. And then I just like jumped right into the mm-hmm. deep end yeah. of Facebook because I really got on Facebook right before before COVID oh, yeah. happened. Perfect so I got timing. on like January and then every the world shut down in March. And then do you remember what I did? I what? remember a few things. <laughs> yeah. I was posting three times a day, uh-huh. every day that the church was shut down. Some awesome content. <laughs> I don't know how awesome it was. I, if you haven't looked at that, man, some people should go back and look at some of those posts because they were gold. So... But yeah, that like became the way of communication. Right. Yeah. And so, um, so definitely, like, I will say, like, I came from a place of fear Mm -hmm. and not wanting to do it. And then I just jumped in, immersed myself. And now I'm kind of at the place where I don't want to say I'm backpedaling, but I am pulling back and saying, okay, where, where, yeah, where is the good? Mm -hmm. What can we do that is great here? And... What is maybe detrimental? So I want to just throw that out to you because you have been doing this way longer than I have. And you've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. So um, talk to me a little bit about um, maybe just the false sense of community that we get on social media. Yeah. I mean, we have all of these followers and friends um, on social media, but it really is that false sense of friendship, community, because um, it will just never replace in real life relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. It can be a great way to communicate back and forth and to know kind of what's going on in people's lives. However, um, it just will never be that replacement for that face-to-face um, community. Um, Why do you think that is? Well, it's just uh, different because, mm-hmm. number one, we can't get real deep on social media. And so it is a lot of times often just fake. Mm-hmm. Um, and we put you know the good stuff out on social media. And so it's really hard to build a relationship on that when we're not having those deeper conversations and we're just Mm -hmm. kind of showing the highlight reel and so people Mm -hmm. think that everything is great in our life when really it's just falling apart but we are not gonna post that and so it's hard to build that relationship online um, and keep it going online because we have to have those that deeper deeper conversations and that comes with 
spending time side by side and right. doing doing life together. Right. Do you ever see sometimes uh, someone will post something, right? And then someone comments and then they comment back and they comment back and they comment back. <laughs> and like they start having this little conversation under the initial post. And it always makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Like, like I'm watching a com- I'm eavesdropping. Right. I'm <laughs> eavesdropping. That's exactly how I feel. Like you two should call each other and talk about this because right. this is not for the rest of the world right. to see. Do you know I can see this? <laughs> right. It just makes me like, oh my word, what is happening here? Um, but that's kind of like, I think maybe people are longing for that community, for sure. right? Um, because we were made for connection. Right. We were made to be in relationship. And I mean, that goes straight back to the Garden of Eden and how we were made in God's image and how God is relational and three in one Mm -hmm. and community within himself. Like we have that. And from the get-go, when Adam was alone, God said, that's not good. (laughs) Right. And even for us introverts, like, hey, I'm an introvert. Like even introverts need community need they it. need yeah, like that's we not are wired excuse. for it. it's not just for extroverts like right introverts need real life community yeah you might not need as much right. as i do yeah but but you still, still need it and you were still that. created for yeah. that right and so um we we are made for this connection and so then i think that's sometimes maybe why we see those weird little conversations mm-hmm. on social media because it's someone who's so yeah. desperate for connection, so desperate for dialogue mm-hmm. that they do it there. But really, I feel like, um, you know, we're, we're made for community, but we're settling right. for something less. And that's that false sense of community that happens on social media. Yeah, for sure. It's just, um, it's that, it's fake. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, I even think of like the enemy and it's it's counterfeit. So, mm. you know, the enemy doesn't want us to have real connections with people, with believers. And so social media is that counterfeit. Mm. It's that lie of, um, oh, these are my people because they like every post that I post yeah. or they, you know, sometimes will comment underneath something and so those are my people when really like we are the ones missing out on real true community that's so good like that it is a lie it is the way that satan is deceiving us into remaining isolated because we feel like we're connected we can do the easy friendship on social media that maybe sometimes will prompt a text message, right? Right. Sometimes you see something and then you're like, oh, I do need to carry on this conversation. So then we text each other, still behind the screen. Still talking behind the screen, (laughs) but still like one step, so that's great. Right. And it can be an amazing tool. Like it can remind us that, oh, hey, they were having surgery. I need to check Mm -hmm. in on them or I need to take them a meal, like take it that next step further. But it just cannot be the replacement, like commenting, underneath a post is just never going to be the same as showing up for somebody. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. So um, I've mentioned this new book, Find Your People by Jenny Allen. And uh, yes, I know we're big fans. (laughs) Um, We love you, Jenny. Um, Anyway, uh, I was flipping through here because she had um, quoted a Psychology Today article, and I wanted to find that quote so that we can mention it here. So the Psychology Today article says, it took about 50 hours of interaction, this is what their finding was, it took about 50 hours of interaction to move from acquaintance to casual friend, about 90 hours to move from casual friend 
to friend and more than 200 hours to qualify as a best friend. That's a lot of time together in relationship. And yet, if you look at my Facebook account, I have 500 and some friends or whatever it is, and most of them... And there are people who are my friends that I have never even met. I don't even know who these people are, and they friend like, request how me. How did you get on here? I'm like, hmm, well, you're friends with all my friends, so right, sure, we sure. can be friends. But I have not spent an hour with right. them. And so this name, friend, is really a misnomer. Like, that is right. not what they are. These people are not my friends. Right. Some of them aren't even my acquaintances. Right. Social media should have, like, the little the little <laughs> levels, right? Like, never met you, acquaintance, I'll say hi to you in the store, friend. Right. And these friend, are my people. My people. My, my group. <laughs> these are my people. These yeah. are the people I do life with. Yeah. It's just not the same. And and then we, um, we have, you know, we're saying false sense of community. So we feel, right, like, right. oh, I have all of these people. But how many of them are in my corner? And you and I were talking about this one day, and you said something that, to me, I just can't stop thinking about. Do you remember what you said? Yeah. So I often think this. Um, I think about when I'm, you know, especially on Instagram, if I were to get off of Facebook, who would know what is going on in my life? Um if I didn't post about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because how easy is it for me to, uh, you know, just post a story or post something about what's going on in my life, um, but I'm not reaching out mm-hmm. and telling my people about mm-hmm. it. Um, and so would people know what's going on in my life? And would they reach out to me because, you know, they don't know what's going on in my life? So if I deleted all my social media accounts tomorrow, who's going to reach out? Um mm-hmm. And who's going to actually have those face-to-face in real life right. conversations and not just be depending on what I'm going to be posting. And then it also goes the reverse as well. Um, who am I going to be keeping tabs with? Who am I going to be asking the harder questions? And how right. are you really doing? And how you know what's going on in your life? It's easy yep. to jump on and be like, oh, they just went on a vacation, and oh, they had a sick kid this week, and oh, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm keeping tabs with them through social media, but am I really checking in, and am I really making the effort to be a good friend in real life? Um, And so those are things that I think about a lot with social media because it's just, it's easy. It's easy to have that fake connection when really, how many people really know what's going on in my life? And it's... It's quick to, even in 10 minutes, scroll through yeah. and get caught up on what's happening on the in a bunch of people's lives, right? Some that are friends and some really aren't. Mm-hmm. But we can do a real quick perusal, which I know for most people, it's not a real quick perusal. And we've been talking mm-hmm. to some people lately about how much time they spend on social media. And ladies, if you have not checked, you should check and see. Yeah. Look at your phone will tell you how long are you spending. And many people, it is many hours. Yeah. Many it hours. It shocking. Yeah. Um, and so, so we, we can do that quick flyby 
and then we feel like we know, mm-hmm. but do I really know? Like, do I right. know? You know, I see that Rylan had her dance recital this weekend, right. but do I know how that really went for you? No, I saw two photos on your story right. of her mm-hmm. dance recital, and I may not know that Rylan was struggling that day or that, right. that you and Zach fought before you went or whatever. Right. Like, that doesn't tell me any of that that a friend should know. None of that is true. I just made that up. I mean, um, it might be true. <laughs> it, <laughs> But, right, but, like I'm not going to post about that part, right? Right, so and it's so just as your real. friend, I just, I, it's not, I'm not really getting into your life, and yeah. um, it's just more like you know, you just think of it I as like, like the check, yep. like oh, I checked in because yes. I saw what was going on in their lives, like the mm-hmm. big moments, but it's just that check box instead yeah. of being intentional about reaching out and yeah. knowing what's really yeah. going on with yeah. your people. Right. And and it's impossible to do that with everyone, right? Like right. we <laughs> we can't do that with I'm not telling you to do that with your 500 friends on Facebook cuz right. that's impossible. Right. So, we can't. And that's where we go back to the circles. Right. Yeah. You know, and we only have a limited capacity, so yes. we cannot have yes. this huge huge circle and we're trying to yeah keep up with 500, 200, even 100 people right. online. And at some point, even me, like, I'll, I, I can go through and do that quick check. And by the time I'm done with it, like, I don't even remember right. until someone will say something and be like, oh, I think I did see I that mean, online. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can't really remember because <laughs> right. there was a lot. Right. And I can't hold all that information in my brain. Yeah. And so yeah. we just, we weren't built for that. No, no. All right, let's turn and jump to authenticity. And you've kind of touched on this a little, like about just the fakeness of what we portray there. Um, and you have found this, this yeah, quote. Yeah, I found this quote. I, don't even, I didn't even write down um, who said it, so I don't know. Google it. But um, <laughs> it says, the paradox of social media is that we know many people while not feeling known by anyone. Um, yeah. And um, this is especially a struggle for me. I'm an Enneagram 3. We love Enneagram. Um, Mm -hmm. And so authenticity is hard um, Mm -hmm. because I want to be liked and Mm -hmm. I want people to see, like, the good parts. And Mm -hmm. so that is just social media altogether. We just want to show the good parts, the highlights. And so um, in general, social media is Mm -hmm. not authentic because we're taking these curated photos of, you know, this – corner in my kitchen that's clean and in reality like my sink is constantly full of dishes and <laughs> laundry's overflowing and kids are fighting and all this stuff um and so we're not authentic right. and we're not bringing our real selves online because yeah. who wants to see that like yeah. I don't want to put that out for everybody and so it's just no one is really going to be able to know the true me from yeah. looking online yeah, yeah. Like it's gonna, it, I'm gonna look awesome online. But it's I not keep thinking, be true. I keep thinking, one of these weeks, I am just gonna be like brutally honest on on social yeah. media. I keep thinking, I'm just going to take it. pictures of all of my dirty dishes. I'm gonna take pictures of the dog fur on the floor. I'm gonna mm-hmm. take pictures of my three weeks worth of laundry that my husband washed mm-hmm. and folded that I still haven't put away. I'm gonna, yeah. you know, like I'm just gonna take pictures of all of these terrible things. I'm going to tell every rotten thing my children say and do and every fight that Paul and I have. I'm just gonna post it all out there. Like all Karen's dirty laundry is going online. Yeah. And then I just wonder like, how many people are going to unfollow me? 
And people are going to be like, yes, me too. <laughs> like, there will be some that will be right? like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And there are going to be some that are going to be like, she went off the deep end. Wow, like she and needs to get it together. Right, right. Right. And so it just, I keep, I mm-hmm. wake up some days and I think I should just post that I don't make my bed ever. I never, ever, ever make my bed. And I should take a picture of that. But <laughs> I haven't yet. But I just keep thinking that, like, that's more authentic, you yeah. know, like, you see those posts, the um, the Instagram posts that are like, this is what's in front of the camera and this is what's mm-hmm. behind the Love camera, yes. right? And what's behind the camera, that is what's real life. Mm-hmm. That's not scripted. That's right. not staged. That's not, it doesn't have filters on it. I, mm-hmm. I hate filters. filters. Oh, yeah. I hate filters. Yeah. I'm like, you do not have those eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> those are real. And your teeth aren't that white. <laughs> it just, it, but... It's that authenticity. Like, there's so much on social media that is fake. Right. And then, like, how do you sort through that, even with your friends? Right. Because how easy is it to just take it at face value and be like, they're doing great. They have their life together. Yeah. And I'm not even worthy to be their friend because I can't get my clothes into my dresser. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's hard to be a good friend when yep. you don't you don't know what right. the real situation right. is and when what all we see online is the perfect right, right. the picked up and the clean mm-hmm. and whatever then we never feel like we can invite people into oh, our real lives goodness. because yes. if they came in and they saw the my mess, mess mm-hmm. then surely they wouldn't stick right. around right they wouldn't want to be a part of this and this sure. is something i love about you mm-hmm. like you've been in my home and you've seen my mess, and you have done my dishes. Yeah. Like, I told you that day that you started yeah. doing my dishes. I'm like, we are <laughs> friends forever now because you just started washing just my in. dishes. And that's what real life is. It is. And I and it's hard because I, I've had to be super intentional about that. Like, I've hosted life groups in my home and Bible studies mm. and all this stuff. And I have that in me that thinks, man, this has to be perfect for yeah. people to come oh, over yeah. because, you know, we look at Pinterest right? and we look <laughs> at all these beautiful photos of what, you know, hospitality needs to look like. And I can't compare with that. And so it has to even be to the point of I'm intentional about leaving dirty dishes mm-hmm. in there and oh, yeah. I will not clean that up before someone comes over because mm-hmm. this is real life. And yeah. yep. um, but it's hard and it's mm-hmm. it's taken a lot of years for me to even get to that point because right. it's hard. It's 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 vulnerable. It's vulnerable Absolutely. to have to invite people into your life and real life is messy. And, and real life is vulnerable. Yeah. And that's the difference. That's why social media will never cut it. Is yeah. there there will never be that same vulnerability. Even when you see those occasional posts, someone who says, I'm yeah. struggling, what you know, or I'm lonely, or whatever, this is what's going on with my health. Mm-hmm. Like, that's occasional, and it's scattered in between all the sterilized mm-hmm. posts and that don't feel real. Um, you know, so it's just, oh, that's interesting. So I was reading an article on Forbes about social media, And it said that we're lonely because we're creating a fake online persona. And that is exhausting and that is ingenuine. And I think that, you know, speaks back to this authenticity. Um, We are online. We are so connected and yet we are lonely. And it's because it's so fake. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we are living at a time when we can be like the most connected 
because of technology, but it hasn't fixed it. It's Mm -hmm. actually made it worse. And there's more anxiety and there's more depression and we're exhausted and it's it's not the fix because it it takes a lot to create that persona of what you want people to be believing about you. Yeah. So I had this thought the other week about this when I was thinking about people needing to start looking at their screen time and their Mm -hmm. social media usage and all of this. And I thought, you know, I need to look and see how much time I'm spending on on social media. And so I've started trying to watch that. Um, And I want to encourage everybody who's listening to this to do this. Start looking at your online time, especially with social media, and start looking at that. Like, look at it over a week or so, Mm -hmm. a couple weeks, and then figure out what that is. And for some of you, you might be spending an hour a day, and you're like, okay, that's not excessive, maybe. Um, And there's some of you who you're spending five, six, seven, Mm -hmm. eight, nine, I don't know, a lot, a lot, a lot of time on there. And at the end of the day, Every minute we're spending on social media is a minute we could be spending in face-to-face, real-life relationship. For sure. Friendship. And so my challenge for us, and this is a huge Mm -hmm. challenge, is that, you know, if you're spending five hours a day on social media, cut that down by an hour a day and replace that hour that you would have spent in fake community in real community. Go to coffee with a friend, sit and talk to your husband, play a game with your kids, do something in real life, replace that. And for those of you who are spending an hour a day, 30 minutes a day, whatever, maybe you cut down by an hour over the whole week and you Mm -hmm. do one coffee date for the week, whatever it is. But we've got to start reclaiming real relationship and saying this just isn't cutting it. It's not filling my need for connectedness right. the way that God made me. Right. And so often we think, man, we just don't have time. I don't have time to go to coffee with her. I don't mm. have time <laughs> to do this. But then you start looking at how much time you're spending on social media and, oh, I do have time. I do have time. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely do have we time. We are both very busy women yeah. and um, we are intentional about this. And so, yeah. We get it. We Life is busy. But we it has to be a priority. It has to be intentional about it. Yeah. And you put it on your calendar. And you say, I'm going to coffee with Sawyer. Like, it is happening because this is important. And I want to build this relationship and not just see her on social media or the texting, catching up we do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was reading another article that talked about our relational energy that we have And it said that our social media relationships use up the energy that could go into face-to-face relationship. So um, we only have so much relational energy. Those of us who are extroverts have more. (laughs) You have more than me. (laughs) Than those who are introverts, right? But if we are spending all of that energy on the scroll, on the liking and the little comments we make and all of that, then we don't have the energy to put into what I'm going to say is real relationship. And I'm not saying that online relationship is fake, but it kind of is. Um, But it's it's a lesser, it's a lesser relationship. It's not as quality. And so we can spend our energy on something that's quality or we can spend our energy on something that's less than. Right. I mean, if, you, if you're if you looking at it and you're thinking, where is this going to get me, 
down the like if you're taking that time and spending that time in person how much further are you going to be in relationship with someone instead of spending that time and using that energy to just keep scrolling or do a comment and I mean that's just not going to really change like a Facebook comment has never changed my life right right (laughs) right Right. so like at some point we have to take that step if we want to have that absolutely life-changing absolutely real life community Yeah. yeah and so if we have all of these followers or friends and we're investing in them continually we are no doubt depriving people in our circles oh yeah you can't do it all and we're if we're spending our time and energy on trying to keep track of all of these people that are what i would call the outer circle or acquaintances mm-hmm. or you're just not going to be able to give priority to your people your circle right. that god has put right in front of you right. to love on yeah um we can't do it all and so we have to stop trying yeah right <laughs> right wise words from sawyer we have to. We have yes. To. Okay. Here's a topic. I'm jumping again. Here's a topic that is kind of one of the things that really bugs me mm-hmm. about social media. It's hard. <laughs> and it's the the FOMO thing. Yeah. Right? So for those who don't know, FOMO is fear of missing out. And there are a lot of things posted on social media that maybe hurt our hearts. Yeah. It is, we live in a time where it's so much in our face. And so we're seeing stuff that before social media, like we wouldn't even know about. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. FOMO, I mean, it's it's a, it's a big part. And it's, it's the hurt part mm-hmm. of feeling left out or, um, seeing stuff that maybe you didn't get invited to or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also the FOMO of, again, kind of what we talked about. Like, mm-hmm. um, if I get off of social media, what am I going to miss out on? Right, right. Because no one's going to reach out to me, right. and then I'm going to miss out. And so I can't, like, I can't take a day off of social media because yeah. I'll miss it. Yeah. And then I'll be the one missing out. Yeah. Um, and, and I so remember a few years ago, we did a little tech fast here. And I don't know if it was a week or a month or whatever, but I remember someone saying to me, if I get off for this week, how am I going to know what's going on? Yeah. It's like our, like social media is like our news source. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. For so, sure. I, mean, I would not know. I don't watch the news. I would not know yeah. what was going on in the Ukraine right now. For sure. If it weren't for social media. Yeah. And people saying, pray for Ukraine. And then I'm like, oh, what's wait, going what's going on in Ukraine? Yeah. So... I mean, that's, it is, it is our news source. It is how we know what's going on in our community, how we know what's going on in the world, and how we know what's going on in each other's lives so often. Right. So, yeah, this FOMO is is huge. Yeah. Um, so when I look at social media, when I see hurt, you know, I'm a women's mm-hmm. pastor, so I look at women a lot, and I'm yeah. watching women, and I'm, I'm watching what's going on there. There's a few different types of posts that... Um, don't necessarily hurt my heart for me, but they hurt my heart for others yeah. um, often. Um, so it's the the party posts when people are posting pictures of their awesome party that they had, and then I'm thinking, oh, but so and so isn't yeah. there, Why and don't they there? don't they hang out with them too? And I wonder if they were invited, and how now how do they feel mm-hmm. because they saw all their friends in this photo at this party, but they weren't there. 
Right. You know, and then there's those posts um, when it's an even smaller, more intimate thing, you know, and you're like, oh, there's like this small group of friends and like two of them are now hanging out and doing things and posting. And then you think, oh, that third friend where was she? She wasn't a part of, she wasn't a part of that. And I'm like, oh man, I bet that really hurt her. And then the other one is when I see somebody call someone else their bestie. That one gets me the most. I don't know why. I don't like the term. I'm just going to be honest. I don't like the term bestie because I like, it's like this hierarchy and like, yes, did, have I asked you all to make your circles and right. <laughs> put, put like rank rank your people, but never would I ever post that online and be like, oh, my friend Sawyer and I, my bestie Sawyer and I, you know, went and did this thing together because then there's all these other people who are then saying, oh, right, I'm, I'm not than. as close. Yeah. I'm not that and so there's these things that that you know that we see on social media that really do leave people feeling left out and jealous and hurt yeah yeah and and that's definitely not like i know that's not the intention when so many right. people are posting this and right. um you know we're it, it's never posted to you know make a jab at anybody and make anybody feel less than but right that doesn't take away the reality of that's what social media does yeah. and and that's where we can get stuck in that comparison cycle and you know that's why we see that so much more now is because we have all of these posts that we're comparing ourselves to and our friendships to and right. oh these friends go out all the time and they do all of these things and I'm struggling just to stay in communication with yeah. my friend. Yeah. And so we are just constantly comparing ourselves and comparing our relationships right. um, because of this content that we're yeah. constantly seeing. Yeah. Or if um, you're someone that is already lonely, oh, right? Yeah. And then you're watching other people doing all these things and going to parties and living life with yeah. their best friend and you desperately want that and don't have it. And like you said, this is not intentional. And I am no. not speaking these things to shame anyone or to make anyone feel like, oh, I've been bad on social media. That's not what I'm saying. But my heart is always for the person that's hurting, you know. And I'm I'm perfectly happy for those that are, you know, that have a best friend and they do things right. together. That is amazing. But there is this paradox. There is this mm-hmm. flip side. There is this dark underbelly to where all of that good stuff online is also just increasing the real life feeling of I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. I don't have friends. I never get invited. Yep. And oh man, that just breaks my heart. Yeah. And you know, those posts again can look great and can look like, oh, these people hang out all the time or, oh, they were at this party, but maybe like they don't even talk. And so, again, it can be that fake yeah. that fake post, and then it's causing me to doubt my friendships or mm-hmm. doubt myself. And so it's just this vicious cycle of um, FOMO. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so, goodness, we have trash talk social media. Yes. <laughs> and really talked about, you know, how it is hurting relationship but what do we do 
where, where do we go with this? And I am not suggesting that we all go home and delete all of our social media. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. We, I think we've tried to say that it does have its place yeah. and there is some good there. Um, goodness, I do think we would be wise to limit Oh, our time yeah. on it on Sunday I'm gonna call you out mm-hmm. we were talking mm-hmm. at life group and uh you said something about oh I've got my alerts like or alarms limit. like yeah. yeah my limits and I just ignore them when they yeah, happen sure. right like I've taken those steps like okay I know I should not be on social media so you most of your phones you can like set the limit so it'll be like you've reached one hour on Instagram and Sawyer, that's plenty. And so what do I do when that pops up? Great. Okay. And then I keep going. Right. And so it has to be intentional and no one's going to be able to make that choice, but you, and you have to, you have to build that into your habits. Um, Right. But yeah. Right. It's hard. It is hard. It is hard. So I'm, I'm like saying Mm -hmm. all of this, like from this is, this is where we're at. We're not perfect. We are in the trenches with you. Um, Yeah. I am someone who tries really hard to get up and I get in the word before mm-hmm. I start looking at all of that. And this morning, I don't even know what came over me. And I clicked on to social media and 15 minutes later, I was like, what are you even doing? Yeah. Like, this is not what you do. You get into your Bible app first. And so I don't even, so I am mm-hmm. not perfect. I, I will wholeheartedly admit that. Um, but I really think, like I said earlier, the solution is we have to take an account of where we're at with this. And then we have to start making the choice to substitute IRL, mm-hmm. to substitute in real life, to substitute face-to-face connection for the phone-to-phone connection. Yeah. It has to be a swap. And so it's intentionality. Yeah. It's awareness. It's saying yeah, you know what? Sawyer and Karen are right. This isn't cutting it. And I am lonely and I am struggling. And I don't have people that know that because I haven't been doing life with them. Yep, exactly. It's going to, you have to be vulnerable. And that's hard. But it'll be so beneficial in the end. Yeah. And that's how Jesus did friendship. I mean, of course, Jesus didn't have Instagram. So we're not saying that. But (laughs) he did life with his people. Right. Oh, my word. Can you just imagine if the disciples had Instagram, they're like, <laughs> picture the feeding of the 5,000. Right. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 12 baskets of bread with my homies, you know, like. <laughs> um, Fighting over who's Jesus' favorite. Right. Oh, my goodness. Um, See, they didn't even have social media and they were doing that. So yeah. it would have been bad. But that's how Jesus did friendship. He did life with his people. And um, yes, we can still use our social media. We can still yes. use our phones, but we can also follow his example. And there's a verse in First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 8. And a friend of ours who was a youth pastor, this was his life verse. And I just remember him preaching on it several different times. It says, we loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, but our own lives too. And that was his model mm-hmm. for youth ministry was get in the trenches with the youth, like bring them alongside of you, have them do youth ministry with you, you know, like do life together. And he is probably to this day 
like in my eyes, the greatest youth pastor I've ever known or witnessed. And I think others would say the same. Like he's, he actually is a professor of youth ministry mm-hmm. now. Um, but that was his model was doing life together. And he did that because that's how Jesus did life with his disciples. Yeah. Like, okay, guys, you're going to come along with me. We're going to do ministry together. You're going to watch me. You're going to listen to me. You're going to join in and do this alongside of me. Mm-hmm. And that's how those relationships got so deep. And we just have to get back to that. We do. And it's, it's, it's hard because that's just not, you know, the way of life right now. And so it's countercultural to, to do this and be intentional about that because it's, it's the harder option. It's easy mm-hmm. to, you know, settle for that fake online, mm-hmm. but it's just not the same. It's just not the yeah. same as it is if it's real life connection. Yeah. yeah. And you were saying that reminds you of church online. Yeah, I was just thinking about that today, you know, when we were preparing for this. And, you know, we all did online church like during COVID. And there's a lot of people that are still doing online church. And online church is great. Like it's mm-hmm. a great thing that we, a great tool that God gave us. And we can still have church and attend online. But it's just not the same. And right. so when we came back to church and it's just not the same as, you know, worshiping online compared to worshiping side by side, shoulder to shoulder with believers um, is different. And so it's, it they just don't compare. And so right. that's how I think of um, social media and friendships too. Like yeah. online, it, it, it just doesn't compare. I'm not saying that online church is bad. I love right. online church and I right. love that I can like watch other sermons throughout the country and right. favorite pastors. It's a great tool, but it's just not the same as attending a local church yeah. and being with people and yeah. believers. So the other week I had COVID yep. the second time <laughs> and I had to miss church. And so whenever we have to be home, we always put it on on the TV and we all sit down together and do it. And I said to Paul while we were watching church that morning, <clears throat> I said, I think I just realized what the difference for me is between online church and church in person. So when I'm doing online church, I feel like a spectator. Mm-hmm. It feels like a TV show and I'm watching other people worship. But I said, when I am in church, I am a participant. I'm a player on the field. I'm not mm-hmm. a spectator. I am worshiping. And that's, yeah. I get it. There may be a piece of that. That's my heart. <laughs> that's my issue of why I struggle to worship at home. But it's to me, it's the difference between spectator and participant. And I think there's maybe a degree oh, to which yeah. that's social media versus face-to-face For friendship. sure. That is such a great example. I mean, yeah. Am I being a spectator to these people online and what's going on in their life? Yeah. Or am I participating in their life? Yeah. That is so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we leave it leave it with that and let these groups uh, discuss discuss this together and be in each other's lives, participate in each other's lives. If you haven't found a group to discuss these podcasts with or even a friend, do it right now. Call somebody up and say, listen to this podcast I just listened to and let's talk about it. Let's do face-to-face friendship. Let's participate. Let's be in each other's lives.
Sawyer, thank you so much for being here and discussing this with me today. Well, thank you for having me. I love you, and it's a joy to talk to you. Um, I, I really appreciate it. And I also appreciate those of you who are listening in, those of you who have been um, just checking this podcast out. I did not do this to become some awesome podcaster. Um, I'm doing it because I genuinely care about the relationships of the women in our church. However, these friends that I have been talking to are so wise and have so much to share. And if you're gleaning something from this, I would love for you to share this podcast with somebody else just because of the blessing that it might be to them. All right. I just encourage you all, get into life, dig in, do it together, love your people, and be blessed.